Previously on Milkshakes and Mimosas, Jason flexed his literary muscle, while Andrew shamed Valeska for her idol and passing interest in sports. One and two and three and four. There's murder and intrigue, but the kids of Riverdale are gonna be just fine, just fine, just, just fine. There's Jughead and Betty. A serial killer serving some jail time. Jail time, jail, jail time. We got milkshakes at Pops and mimosas at Veronica's. Yeah, the kids of Riverdale are gonna solve some crime. Some crime, some, some crime. Cause the kids of Riverdale are gonna still be fine. Maybe damage, damn, damn, damage. Sit right down, you're gonna have a real good time with Team Cheryl. Hello and welcome to another episode of Milkshakes and Mimosas. And today we are talking about some Riverdale episodes. We'll get into the specifics as to which Riverdale episodes we are covering in a moment. But now, let me introduce who's joining us on this journey. Jason, what up, bro? I'm here. You Present. are here. Presently you are accounted here. for. Present, accounted for. And Valeska, how are you doing today? Um, I am also present. Wow, okay. Well, I'm glad I've taken attendance. <laughs> um, so now for this uh, session of Andrewversity, um, what episodes are we covering, Jason, and did you finally do your homework? Um, well, actually, we did do some homework. We did. There is some homework that has been done. Um, but the episodes we're talking about are episodes 11 and 12 of season four. Episode okay. 11 entitled Quiz Show. Okay. Quiz Show. Okay. Yep. Okay. I'm, I'm assuming during that episode there's that, um, you know, they they have their, you know, um, whatever, their um, knowledge quiz bowl. Show? Quiz? Or whatever a quiz? They have a quiz in the quiz well, show? Well, yeah, but I know Very astute. Very astute. <laughs> I, know, I know we... Um, set up um, that they were going to join together as a team, a uh, trivia team, right? So I'm assuming that's yep. the payoff for this. Um, and yeah, then... yeah, exactly. It's the greatest game of pub trivia ever. No, I'm just kidding. It's a big actual game show. Um, yeah. Um, uh, and then the other episode is uh, episode 12, uh, chapter 69. Nice. Nice. Men of Honor. Yeah, nice men of honor. Wah, Where wah, I'm wah, assuming, wah. yeah, I'm assuming they, uh, they is what they're naval officers. Isn't that what happens in that movie, Men of Honor? Look, I think Robin we Hill. established. You're the only one that saw it. You're the only one that saw it, and the oh. we've established a fact that that's a movie I only know from its DVD cover, and was always like, I ain't renting that shit. Yeah, it's got Bobby De Niro in it, you know. Oh wow, it's like fucking two thousands Robert De Niro. It might as well be a pile of talking trash. Uh anyways, uh wow. so <laughs> it's two thousand Charlize Theron is in that movie as well, actually. Oh wow. Okay, okay. I take it back. Mm-hmm. Uh Jason, there's a lot of characters on this show. I'm going to give you a mm-hmm. list of things that may or may not happen. I've only made one of these up. <laughs> God okay i'm surprised Uh, we haven't done this before this is is a great idea okay so let's see here 
Well, there is a uh, tickle porn ring. <laughs> like the like the um, titular tickled. Is that Frank? Have you ever seen that? I'm not answering it. I'm not answering okay. any questions. It may give you a hint as to what is real. Okay. Okay. Archie's uncle Frank was part of an elite mercenaries group who committed war crimes. Okay. I just assume that's true, so I'm going okay, with that. Okay, so. okay. There is a professor named Dr. Beaker who analyzes <laughs> rum. <laughs> yeah, okay. Brett Weston Wallace beats Jughead in a fist fight. Which one am I? You want me to guess which one's the false one? Yes. I'm going to assume the rum one is correct because it ties into the, like, secret drink plotline. Okay, okay. Um, I, you know, the, the uh, ingredient, the bar, right? Um, speakeasy. Um, what else? What else was there? Um, I think the war crime one is true. I'm, I'm going to go with... I'm going with the fist fight one is false because it seems the last silliest and therefore probably is Damn. not something Damn. that would happen. Okay, it's okay, you figured me this. out. It does happen, but uh, Brett loses because Brett's a bitch. Oh, okay. um, yeah. So, yeah, so the, the lie was that he won. But, yeah, everything else happens, so uh, be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this, this episode, uh, episode 11, starts out with Jughead going, Winter came to Riverdale. And, like, already off the bat, I'm mad because, like, Riverdale came, like, two months ago. In Riverdale time. They literally had a giant ice storm. What, did the ice storm happen in the middle of September? No, it happened in winter. You're in winter. You've been in winter for a while. Shut up, Jughead. Uh, so anyways, Archie is in this episode. He's kind of trying to get Frank back into the game to work at Archie's constructions, uh, Andrew's construction, because it's Archie Andrews and his dad started it. Actually, I think his grandfather started it. Anyway, so he's trying to bring Frank in. So he gives him his dad's tools so that he can kind of get started and be part of the gang. Now, in great mis-editing and poor note-taking, um, let me read you the sequence of notes and then explain what actually happens. Okay. <clears throat> so for it starts off, Winter came so long ago, Jughead. Fuck off. Okay, went through that. Archie give Frank his dad's tools. Next note, they have great sex. Um, yeah, it's not Frank and Archie having sex. It's, uh, Veronica and Archie. Um, now, where do you believe they are getting the coitus on, uh, Jason? I'm gonna say, um, the sex dungeon, um, no. in the school. No, no, that's a, that's a sex prison now. So, okay, excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so they don't, they don't do anything. But they do have sex in the school. They have sex going way back this is way back this is early riverdale sex locations the music room they be fucking in the music room mm, of course yeah yeah and uh it gets uh pretty risque if you will it's risque it's just weird it's just weird because like it's another location in riverdale where you're like how many times have people had sex in this room and like and like well, i mean mostly it's teachers and students together right yeah, yeah, you say that like that's a better thing, but uh, we're not, <laughs> not going to look into that anymore. Um, 
Yeah, so Brett is uh, Brett is really pumped because he got into Yale. So Brett just starts bragging to Jughead about getting into Yale and being all like, I'm going to Yale, bro. I'm a Yale man. I'm the Yale mister. No, no, Yale is, mister? I'm the I'm Yale, the Yale mister. mister? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those are all direct quotes, obviously. Um, so we find out that the reason why uh, Veronica in particular is really kind of up in arms and getting kind of angry about life is that the rum business is just kind of not going well because her dad keeps foiling her at every turn. They can't serve alcohol at the Bon Nuit. Again, we must state that the Bon Nuit was run by entirely underage kids, and how the fuck did they ever get a liquor license in the first place? But whatevs. Um, so, but Cheryl and her have an idea to make new rum. So they need to figure out if their rum is good enough so that it can't be legally shut down. So this is where the aforementioned Dr. Beaker comes in. He's not even Dr. Beaker, he's Mr. Beaker. Oh, he's Mr. Beaker. I have to make him a doctor, okay? I feel like he's Mr. Beaker. So Mr. Beaker shows up, and he analyzes the rum for them. As all chemistry teachers just know how to do? They just know how to do that? I mean, I don't think it's that simple, but okay. Did he just drink it? Well, when they approach him, they're like, are you a rum drinker? And then he's like, stop hitting on me, children. <laughs> he's like Mr. Beaker is the one normal person at that school and he's like look kids I know you're 30 it's not happening okay. that would be yes that'd be awesome Mr. Beaker got there and he was just like why is everyone in the school 45 years old he's just like I felt like we were legally obligated to make that joke but I still didn't want to make it I mean, I, of course, made it because I'm a hack. Uh, No one can accuse me of selling out because no one wants to buy. Um, Anyways, so we find out that, uh, yes, it is legally distinct enough um, so they can, uh, you know, have fun and get out of here. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, So he's a lawyer and a scientist? He can make that determination? Well, he, sorry, I don't think he, he he just says they're different components. He, 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 I don't know how, but he also knows the law about physics and chemistry what i don't know he's lawyer doctor lawyer beaker who doesn't want to have sex with children so good for him um name should have been mr beaker hyphenated bench just to like (laughs) underscore he's literally uh... i would say he's literally the only character on the show that doesn't want to have sex with children yeah so i mean we're all we're very pro this character and we never see him again uh anyway so we kind of get an idea of what they're going to do with the bon nuit so what they're going to do with the bon nuit is they're going to give out samples and they're going to use um the old uh speakeasy not a speakeasy sorry the old boudoir the old bordello bordello so uh cheryl's mom penelope owned a boudoir Sorry, a bordello. Is there a difference? What's the difference? What the boudoir hell? is a bedroom. Bordello yes. is. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, that's why I guess it's bordello of blood and not boudoir of blood. Um, yeah, well, well so... what happens is that Hiram breaks in. Well, it doesn't break in, but he, like, raids the place and then, like, breaks all the bottles of rum that they had hidden in the oh, check. Oh, yeah. And then I, for- Cheryl... I forgot that. I forgot that scene where... In like it's like a moment the movie they're trying to emulate has to be the untouchables because Hiram Lodge just shows up with the like a sledgehammer and just starts breaking all these bottles of rum and like I'm just sitting there being like 
There is no way, one, a mayor is not allowed to come in on a drug bust or like a checking, uh, like he doesn't come in with the cops. When was the last time you saw Mayor Manana or I don't know, a, a real mayor show up with like, uh, you know, all of the SWAT team and be like, aha, I got you. Anyways, he shows up with a sledgehammer <laughs> and just breaks the shit out of all of their rum. I thought you were say- I thought you were going to say he was going to, like, walk around the table and break someone's head open like fucking Bobby De Niro does in that fucking movie. <laughs> well, uh, if Rum is a person, uh, which legally in Riverdale, they might be, uh, he murders a lot of them. Then we have a conversation between Cheryl and Veronica coming up with a plan, which we actually have a line reading for. Wow, 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 wow. Welcome to Masterpiece Theater. Fear not, we have a new batch brewing at Thistle House, even as we lick our wounds. And to what end? To become floor polished like that batch? I know my father. He'll just keep raiding this place until we cry Tio. Yes, he will raid this place. Why are you saying this like it's a good thing? Because I've just had one of my hellaciously simple yet brilliant ideas. What if we keep this location open as a nightclub? as a distraction. Get him to focus on Le Bonnui while we relocate our rum business elsewhere. Do you happen to have one of these magical realms packed away in your back pocket? Back pocket? More like top floor. Another killer line reading, uh, not by me, uh, by Valeska, who absolutely killed it this week, and uh, I'm very impressed. Oh, you. Oh, yes. That that was the, oh, oh, stop complimenting me, please. And then, like, here's a list of demands or I quit the show. Um, <laughs> Don't tell all my secrets. <laughs> so, any comments about uh, about these uh, these events there, Jason? No. <laughs> wow. Okay, great <laughs> podcasting. Oh, you know what? No, 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 this is great. This is very helpful for me having breath. I'll just continue until I pass out. Uh, anyway, so they decide to uh, start getting the bordello up and running, uh, but they need extra help. So who do they go to but uh, Penelope Blossom? They go to the sex bunker. They release Penelope Blossom. They tell her she has to wear a white mask, so she always looks like she's a serial killer or one of the strangers. And um, she just starts serving at the bordello. Like, we don't know what she does. She doesn't appear in any of the subsequent episodes yet. Actually, she might have a scene in a few episodes ahead of us. But in either of these two episodes, she only gets, like, put a mask on. And she's pretty much told to, like, make sure the, the club runs okay. And she's completely fine with it. There's nothing, like, legally binding her there. There's no, like, I don't know, like a shock collar like you'd put on a dog or something. Or, like, a silent alarm like Brett has on everything he owns. Um, So I don't really know what's going on there. Um, But, yeah. That's, um... That's kind of all that happens with them. uh, Because they are part of the quiz show later on. So... Their their main plot is kind of just figuring out about the rum, getting Dr. Professor Lawyer Beaker to uh, sign off on it, and there you go. Uh, and, you know, she has a way to uh, be happy and get into it. Uh, Jughead is having a bad time this episode because, uh, you know, guys, they just don't like his Baxter Brothers book. They just think it's crappy. He wrote about the boy in the river, which, wow, I wonder what the fuck that's about. 
Mm, I don't know. <laughs> wow. I mean, objectively, there's no way his book isn't crappy. So, I mean, I think that that's... You know, Can we talk about the fact that the management of the Baxter Brothers franchise is called the Baxter Brotherhood? Yeah, the Baxter Brotherhood. Mm. Like, <laughs> I want to know how Riverdale thinks that the rights the Hardy Boys works. Because, like, legitimately, the Hardy Boys is probably one sad old man in a basement right now who's just got so much dust in his lungs he can barely speak. And he's just, like, slowly crimping away uh, on a typewriter as his uh, kids slowly steal all of his inheritance and leave him to rot. Like, that's what's... The Baxter Brotherhood is, like, a committee of 12 people who are shot in shadow so that they're very, like, mysterious. Yeah. Like, it's, like, legit... It's the Illuminati. The Illuminati. (laughs) If the Illuminati were writing the Hardy Boys, and I mean, like, hey, I guess it's fair because they're killing Nancy Drew. Wait, Andrew, you think that the Hardy Boys would still be alive if they were real people? Is that what you're saying? One of them would be? Is that what you're saying? Well, definitely not Frank. He obviously developed an alcohol problem. Right. Well, they both probably died of polio. (laughs) (laughs) Both died of polio. Little, little known fact: FDR was actually once a Hardy boy. Um, that's what they don't want you to know. Uh, <laughs> the Hardy boy in the mystery of why can't I stand up? <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh well, uh, I guess we'll enjoy the rest of this podcast before we all get canceled again. Um, so they have so the Baxter to... Brotherhood are sitting at the table, slinging around terms like million dollar idea. Yeah, of course, Million Dollar Idea, which, again, I don't think there's ever been a Hardy Boys book that sold more than five copies, and they were all to your <laughs> grandmother. Um, but <laughs> but he needs to come up with an idea fast, uh, something that has a little bit more edge to it other than, I don't know, a father killing the brother. Like, come on, guys, I like season one of Riverdale. Fuck you, writers who try to make it seem like season two of Riverdale is better. Fuck you. But anyway, so they really want uh, it to seem like season two Riverdale is good. So he pitches a story with a serial killer based on season two. Now, uh, Jason, if you do remember, there was a nefarious man named the Black Hood roaming about. Oh, yes. Of course I remember. So if you were to, I don't know, try to bring the Black Hood into into a story, but you know, you kind of had to change change him a little bit, mainly his color. Um, what is the one color in the history of colors you would never fucking choose? White. <laughs> For entirely oh, different reasons. I, you know what? I don't know what it says about me. Didn't think about that. Didn't think about that. Was not where mine went. Mine went towards wow, the brown hood. That that sounds like someone had a KKK hood and um, <laughs> had to the clean, clean up some dookie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, he says the brown hood is the name of the serial fake serial killer. What? There, it's the worst. But anyways, he does this without consulting Betty. So he's basically milking all of Betty's uh, murderous dad and murderous everything in order well, to sell books. I don't understand books. this because if you're just going to use it, just use the fucking black hood. Like, it's not like she's going to be like, is he still this? No, he said the brown hood. So it clearly has nothing to do with the black hood. Well, yeah. So if you like, steal I... it, just fucking steal it. You know what I mean? 
again, I just I want to see like what Russia is like in this universe. Like if Russia is just like, oh yes, we have gotten the newest Hardy Brothers mystery. <laughs> Baxter Brothers is better than Hardy Brothers, but we are in Russia. So this is what we have. This is the Crimson Hood. It's great. So I don't know. Uh, that was that a joke. beautiful Russian accent. No, it was not, <laughs> and it will get it will get edited out. For I have shamed myself. Um, no, anyways, no, don't you, you better dare. not. You don't you fucking dare. <laughs> guys. We all know the only person who really controls the editing is Valeska because <laughs> she goes, <laughs> no. she has to edit this, and I will edit this. <laughs> Pretty much like Jason could uh, confess to a crime on air. I ain't editing it. <laughs> um, <laughs> hasn't he? I'm, I'm sure, sure I'm, I'm pretty sure I've committed a few crimes on this podcast. <laughs> felonies, felonies. <laughs> uh, anyways, okay, so Mr. again, um, J- yeah, Jughead is kind of trapped between lovers because Betty is really mad about Brett and really wants to, like, one-up Brett. So that's basically Jughead can't really get his book published. He gets a cool idea, but there's, like, a fight, fright about it because, you know, all of this shit that's involved with the main plot which is the quiz show so let's finish archie's bullshit archie uh he's he makes frank in head of the uh andrews construction and to do this fires kevin's dad who's doing a great job as far as i know he fires kevin's dad to his face this is a man who got kicked out of being you know uh, uh sheriff he coached Archie into how to punch Hiram really well. Um, and he has just been, out of the goodness well, of his heart, fired, balancing like, the books. Well, it's pretty much, like, it's a pretty bad. Like, can you imagine just, like, all of a sudden uh, Jason gets a tap on the shoulder and, I don't know, Frank Roebuck is replacing him? Like, come on, <laughs> man. Like, all of a sudden Jason has to watch the show because Frank is now the one who doesn't watch the show? Mm. Like, be totally, totally would be an insult. Fuck. <sighs> you know, remind- no, I mean, the difference nope. is I am awful at my job, so that would be even, like, you know, I mean... I can't imagine anyone not watching the show better than you don't watch the show. That's fair. That's true. I really work hard at not watching the show. I sit in front of my TV with it off and <laughs> actively don't watch the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure just staring all- at a blank screen is not a symptom of any deeper <laughs> psychological trauma or misgiving, so uh, we're not going to uh, examine that at all. Next week is um, the intervention episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we need a season finale, so it'll be a few <laughs> weeks yet. Um, you just, you know, don't kill anyone in the meantime. Uh, or do. It'll make the intervention better. Anyways, just don't tell uh, us. We don't need to hear any details. I'll, I'll reveal it on the, the podcast. I am Thanks. the, I am the the plaid hood. Wow, you know what? Better, still better than the brown hood. Uh, anyway, so Frank is really shitty at his job. Mostly, what he does is he brings people back to drink, and he goes glug glug glug. Let's drink and talk about the glory days. Blah 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 blah. Um, and then Frank takes money. He steals money from Andrew's construction to put it on a bunch of dogs. I think it's dogs. Something's happening. Dogs or horses. Something that runs. Yeah, something that runs. Maybe it's I don't know a wallaby uh, running. Or he a bets on the wall, on a or a faucet. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he zing zing zinger. Um, yeah. So he takes the money. Archie's really like, I can't believe you did this. I never want to see you again. But he actually wins the bet, gives Archie the money back, and is like, I'm sorry. 
I will be good from now on. So, Archie kind of forgives him, but not really. Um, the other plot is Kevin uh, is hooking up with his new boyfriend at uh, Pops and is really getting about to get it on. Fangs is really sad because Fangs is like, look, I just convinced you to get your liver taken out. It's okay. I also got my liver taken out. I'm a different person now. I'm a person Literally. with a liver. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Damn it, you got to it before I did. Um, but good. Not for nothing, but if you're gay, you're probably not hanging out at Pops, right? Like, Well, he was hanging Pops out is... at Pops just to wait for his Grindem t- date to show up. Well, that's fair, but like, I mean, I feel like Pops is the dude that would fucking follow them out with a shotgun because he's a terrible fucking homophobe. No, 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 no. In the book, in the book, Pops, uh, in the second book, it is, or, sorry, I believe it's the first book of The Day Before, written by Nicola Stow. It is established that he is progressive, and he once had Bonnie and Clyde come into his restaurant. <laughs> he's in charge of a 50s diner. There's no way he's fucking progressive. Anyways, <laughs> uh, look, he lets kids, like, I don't, like, honestly, like, Pop Tate is, like, is just a rug. People just walk all over him. He has no <laughs> character. He's just there. Like, Pop Tate is the character that people are the rudest to. We've never seen him get groceries. We don't know where he lives. All he does is show up looking exactly like he's a person who runs a burger joint. Oh, so you're saying that you think Pops is empty inside. Like, he is fucking a shell of a human being so he doesn't have any feelings or emotions yeah exactly that's why they go like hello darkness my old friend whenever (laughs) they like cut to him it's like it's like you really need like dog hearing like dogs can hear it like they put it in so dogs know that he's sad but like people Mm. only get it subtextually anyway so hearing it mm, there are things you will learn on the season finale um so andrew's a teen uh, wolf (laughs) yeah the least sexy teen wolf on television. <laughs> um, anyway, so Fangs is super sad because, uh, you know, Kevin's going to get laid. And Kevin's, like, not shy about it. Like, the guy comes in, he's like, how about we go back to my place? And Kevin's like, oh, I would love to in front of my ex-boyfriend. And then they both, like, look at eyes at Fangs and, like, isn't this embarrassing for you? Mm, this is what you could be having. And then they leave. Uh, and you think they're about to get hot and heavy, and there's a little bit of kiss kissing, uh, but then we find out it's tickle porn. He is well, it's not really porn. I don't know. It's tickling. <laughs> I don't know. People jerk off in their shirtless men. Um, but anyway, so basically, he pays Kevin to get tickled on camera. Five thousand dollars. Yeah, five thousand dollars. And by the way, if somebody offered me five thousand dollars and that was it, I'd be like, mm, you're not I getting mean, this money back. You ain't making I- this in clicks. I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, by um, that, by those standards, the first Top Gun is a fucking porn movie. What? They're running around with their shirt off, basically tickling each other on the fucking, you know. <laughs> there is no tickling. <laughs> if there was tickling in Top Gun, it would be epic. So let's basically, not. Basically, they're, you know, playing volleyball, tickling each other, whatever. I wish. If they let me direct, like, the, the new <laughs> Top Gun movie, mm-mm, it would be saucy. Um, anyways, uh, enough about horny on podcast main show. Um, so yeah, that's basically the idea. And then, um, Fangs is brought in. So Kevin is not really comfortable with a strange man tickling him. Um, so he, he brings Fangs in to tickle him so that they can make more money because they're a good team. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah, makes no, sense. That's perfect. They're a tickle team. Yeah. Yeah, a tag tickle. Cool. So it's it's a tag tickle. Uh, and it's Can a we joke. just talk about like so, how when he first finds out about this thing, his line is, "Why does every date I go on have to get super weird?" I, I love you're that in line. Riverdale. Because you're in Riverdale. I mean, that's fair, but also like you're in Riverdale. Also, I mean, like I, I felt bad because like you could have asked that at the end and also just had a normal date like you could have been like hey i'm a businessman we can talk business afterwards but let's just have a normal date first but sure but as as on a sliding scale right like i mean to your point andrew like this is the least weird date probably you could go on in riverdale yeah that's true there's no flying incest babies there's no fucking undead talking dolls there's Mm -hmm. you know it it feels there's no rocket ships, no tracheotomies. You know, no tracheotomies. You know, it seems like pretty normal to me. You get tickled, fuck it. That's what you got on. That's what you got on the date app for, anyways, right? Uh, I can tell you've been married for a while and you don't need dating apps. <laughs> um, so now let's get into the best part of it, which is the trivia show, the trivia down. So Betty is super trivia conscious. She is so good at trivia mm-hmm. that she assembles a team and they get to the finals by defeating an invisible trivia team. And by this, what? I mean, we, ne- we never see the other trivia team. <laughs> we see them it's win a trivia bears. match. <laughs> just a bunch of bears. bears. We we invisible bears just hanging around. After they wait, all you hear is. <laughs> I knew that. I knew that. Correct. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. The bears come back for a victory. Sad da, bear da, da. noises. <laughs> um. So yeah. So they win. And Betty's like super amped, but like Betty is not really allowing for the rest of her team to contribute. Kind of like Selfish when bitch. I. Kind well, of takes like some when. Math I, questions. Uh, guys, I was literally gonna try to make a joke about how I don't let you guys talk, and then you guys talked over me. Didn't <laughs> joke, so. We've learned. We have to. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> We've learned. We have to. Uh, in this exchange, so okay, the trivia team assembles. We have Veronica, Betty, Tony, and Cheryl. It's honest to God, the dream teams. Mm-hmm. And uh, we find out a very famous sculptor, an architect, uh, maybe? I don't know. Architect. Uh, architect. Okay, an <laughs> architect. Sculptor, architect, one of the two. <laughs> he was an architect. It's a house sculptor. A house sculptor. All right, <laughs> let's not make, let's not turn this into a roast mode. Uh, Jason, uh, what famous person do you think uh, um, designed Thistle House? This old house? Thistle Th- House. Thistle. Oh, Thistle, Thistle House. House. Thistle House. Thistle House. I mean, I, uh, Frank Lloyd Wright. The only architect that anyone can name by name. Right. <laughs> okay, but, like, you could have just been nice and given him props. He got the right answer. Like, no. Fine. No. No? It's no? fine. I didn't okay. deserve it. I didn't earn okay. it. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Um, so, I yeah. Mean, so they name another house sculptor. God damn it. Bob Vila. <laughs> Bob Vila? Who is that? Is that a real person? Or did you just combine the word Vila as a house and use the first name you could think of, which is Bob? Bob Vila was like a carpenter on TV and like PBS. This old house is what was the show he was on. Sure. I it's believe you. It's an American you. thing. 
It's an yeah. American. The Americans yeah. get it. The Americans yeah. get it. I got oh, the, it. Fu- the, the two okay. Americans Thanks. in the crowd get it. Uh, congrats, Americans. Excuse me? Your country is Oh, trash. sorry. I thought you were saying I was American. <laughs> no, no, no. I said in the crowd. How dare you? How fucking dare you? Okay. I resign. So, um... Betty does the reasonable thing, and what she does is she hires her uh, brother, who's part of the FBI, to dig up dirt on Brett so that she has a bit of leverage and that she can, like, use it against him if she needs to. Well, what Charles does is he says that he knows a criminal law professor at Yale who can find out about, A, Mm -hmm. Brett, and B, her admissions process and why she was, like, rejected from Yale. It's like, why would a criminal law professor know anything about the admissions process and specific students? Why would Dr. Beaker know anything about law? Who the fuck knows? Nobody knows. Uh, sorry, Who Dr. Beaker Bench. <laughs> Dr. Beaker Bench. Uh, Dr. Mr. Beaker Bench lawyer. Um, yeah, so I don't, I, I don't know why. Again, like, I don't know how he's using any of this power. Chuck is just, every episode, he just shows up and is like, Hey, I guess I can abuse the law in a different way today. Let me help um, your plot move along inexplicably i mean we say that but like i don't know maybe the fbi is super corrupt and just chills out and like creeps on teenagers we really don't know um jason any comments do you creep on teenagers or are you part of the fbi (laughs) i mean i'm pretty sure the fbi is probably also creeps on teenagers so i'm gonna say none of the above okay sounds good sounds good um so uh the quiz show is getting filmed by the way this is a televised quiz show um, have ever you have any of you guys ever been on like a college or like a radio show or production or anything like that for like a game show specifically? Have I? Yeah, yeah. Have you? Uh, no. 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 Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, I have actually. Okay. Um, I was on a uh, college family feud. <laughs> really. <laughs> Yeah, it um it didn't go extremely well. Uh they wait, asked for wait. name something that swims in the ocean and I said a porpoise instead of I don't know a dolphin, a turtle, uh anything that was reasonable. Isn't oh, yeah, okay, because family though. feud you're supposed to be guessing what other people what, would say. So a Yeah, what other people good. say, right? So Was Steve Harvey there? No, no, uh, it was uh, just some rando. So. Oh, it was, co- it was college, so you didn't. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha, I mean, yeah. that would be pretty impressive if he was. But <laughs> I mean, um, I'm assuming that guy will do anything for ten bucks. So, ten bucks. Uh, survey says yes. <laughs> um. So in order in order to give uh, Betty like another extra level, um, it we have um we have this moment where her mom brings out her situation. Like she brings her the answers Mm -hmm. and basically like literally like the show quiz show. Like, have you seen the movie quiz show? Yes. I, 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 um, because I'm very old. I remember when that movie was popular. So I saw it and as run up to the Oscars because it was a best picture nomination. I think it won. Did it win best picture? I think so. I think so. Yeah. What year was that? Was that like 1957? Wow, 1957 is when jo- John Turturro, brilliant, looks great for his age. Looks great. For no, his age. it was uh, 90 something, right? Uh, 94. 
1994. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense. Still, like, I think of all the movies that you can reference. Um, yeah, there's no this... way anyone that watches fucking Riverdale watched Quiz Show. Yeah. That was like an old person movie when it came out in 1994. Yeah, it seems weird. Valeska, have you seen Quiz Show? I have not. Uh, well, I mean, it's a good movie. John Turturro is in it, and he does a good performance. But this, the, the plot of, like, having all the answers is, like, what that sh- that is about. And in this version, Betty doesn't take the answers. Uh, she decides to rip them up and get rid of the evidence. Except... Well, she doesn't really decide to get rid of the evidence, though, does she? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. Okay, Jason. You mm-hmm. have just been given the answers to a very difficult trivia contest. You know that you don't want to look at them. You want to win with your own abilities. You need to just get rid of, you know, the papers. So what do you do? Burn them. It's paper. Oh, burn them. Hmm. I, well, well, I mean... Like, no, I take that back. I pin them to the shirts of the flying incest babies and let them fly away with them. <laughs> genuinely, genuinely, you might as fucking well. She she ripped up the papers and put them in the just in her garbage. In her garbage, <laughs> in her room. Like, in her... They, they literally have, like, an office space. Like, a, a, a... Not an office. What do you call it? A studio? What do you... Trailer? she's in the studio she's in like her little change room thing and she like leaves the papers in the trash can in the change room yeah doesn't even tear uh, them into like tiny shreds she like basically cuts it into like quarters (laughs) yeah and and look we all know brett weston wallace is like a super trash hound he goes through every single drop of trash he can find actually you know she refers to him as a pleated khaki trash monster during this episode oh my god was that that. I think that one, I think that was fitting. Two, um, you know what? I think that was foreshadowing. Um, that's amazing. <laughs> that's, that's, you know what? Genuinely impressed. Yeah. Way that's to go, Riverdale. literally the only time the show has ever used a literary fucking device. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's impressive. Uh, not other really than just impressive. naming other shit that's happened. <laughs> other movies. So uh, even though they absolutely bought, like, do the bomb diggity and win the trivia contest legit um betty still gets disqualified and their victory is taken away because they find this thing so she honestly should have just eaten it (laughs) (laughs) alaska what what (laughs) okay think about it she doesn't smoke she doesn't have a lighter on her she should have just, like, well, eaten one. the answers. Uh, you know what? I guess I know how you're going to hide the evidence next time we get pulled over. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately for you, those were shrooms, and you're going to have a crazy trip. Um, I've had worse. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Mr. Honey shows up, and he's like, I'm Mr. Honey. I'm the worst character who's ever been written. Blah, blah, blah. Look at my stupid face. You're disqualified. I'm a bad character. I'm a bad actor. I'm a bad everything. Me, me, me. Mr. Honey. Um, so he, you know, says his bullshit. And uh, yeah, that scene goes on for 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, just it, for that noise. going on about how shitty he is. <laughs> 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 yeah guys that was uh you know I, I really hope we don't get busted by uh, the copyright lawyers because that was an exact clip i can imagine the actor getting that fucking scene and reading it like do you fucking hate me personally like why does this go on for 15 minutes about how stupid i am 
can you imagine like that actor hearing my tirade right now? He is crying. <laughs> he is listening and crying. Yeah, he's crying. Why does it why does it why is this line I'm a terrible actor in the show? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say these things about my mother using her real name? <laughs> I love it. I thought you said Mr. Periwinkles went to the farm, not this. Oh my god. Um so yeah, he has a traumatic time, but he sucks, Wonderful. so he deserves it. Um yeah, so in order to just kind of Jughead is real riled up. He's mad. He's mad. So he does what any rational being would do. Challenges Brett to a duel. Oh, fuck. That's right. Get out your Hamilton songs because that's a thing that happens in the musical Hamilton, I presume. Oh my god. Why don't they just straight up make Jughead an incel in the show? Because Archie's an incel? No. Oh, well. No, right. doesn't Archie's like bang like a hundred people, isn't he? Well, yeah, but like he was one who was uh, like a part of the oh, what was that? What were those things? Those he was bad. Red he was, yeah, he was like a uh, yeah. The red circle was like an alt right bunch of trolls. Mm. Um. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's uh, that is that episode. Oh, it was not great. Valeska, do you have a slam book for this episode? Uh, I do have something that I wanted to bring up from the actual episode. Um, no, during the brief period. I'm going to do it. During the brief period when um, they think that Betty's going to end up going to Yale because they won the quiz show, um, Jughead says to her, we're going to solve every mystery in Connecticut and we're going to eat a lot of pizza. And I just think that's the most romantic thing. As someone who comes from Connecticut, all of the mysteries revolve around fucking boring ass white people. Well, you know what? Yeah. They're going to solve them and then they're going to eat pizza and it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> That does explain the line, all the mysteries in Connecticut that I wrote in my notes. And I just like, I just screw, went by it because I was like, what the fuck? What is this? This is dumb. They're going to go so to the haunting know, in Connecticut like, house. <laughs> I just want to know what the most romantic sentence would be to either of you. What could Jughead say to you that would get what, you What could Jug- Jughead say to me? Oh, six seasons in a movie. <laughs> what? Because Riverdale gets six seasons and a movie. This podcast has longer jeopardy, and I get to hang out with you guys for longer. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, you could have said, oh, that's so sweet. Or you could just give me fucking silence and just hurt my feelings. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I didn't hear great. anything that you said because I'm having audio issues again. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I'm sure that's what no. you say to everyone after you break their heart. The most Alaska. romantic thing that Well, I'm really Jughead... happy that I can oh. hear this later on, like, and listening back to it and actually hear what you said, because I did not hear it. Um, sure. So what's the most romantic thing that you would have said to you, brah? To me? Yeah, brah. You are um, my one and only Baxter brother. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, that's, that's kind of sweet. That's yeah. kind of sweet. That's kind of sweet. Um. Sounds good. Uh. Do you actually have a slam book for this, Valeska, as well, or no? I do. Ooh. Before now we do that, do the slam. And before we do that, Valeska. Mm-hmm. Are you with us? I am. I think we have something very important to do. What do you think? I think that now's a good time. What okay. the fuck is happening right now? What the fuck is happening? We're taking over the show. 
Okay. Well, this is fine. I guess I'll get a drink of water. No, you <laughs> no, need to you sit to right there. <laughs> you need to sit right where you are. Would you like to kick it off? Um, sure. Okay. <clears throat> Poor Andrew was feeling quite blue because no one would write him a haiku. His face was quite red, like Archie's dumb head, as if his co-hosts, co-hosts wouldn't come through. I think he left. That was that was it. That was oh. a, that's what you did. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no. How fucking dare you? That was my heart and soul. <laughs> yeah, wow. I I really felt it. Okay, slam book time. Oh my god. I'm gonna, <laughs> it's I'm never happening cry. again. <laughs> nope. Okay. Best name, the Baxter Brotherhood. Worst name, Mr. Beaker, the chemistry teacher. Best dressed, I have to give that to Cheryl Blossom's sequin bordello blazer, and worst dressed to Penelope Blossom's sex bunker doily dress. Uh, best Riverdale name is Grindem, and they didn't have a worst one. Although I guess Grindem's also the worst one. Yeah, I thought you were making that up or mispronouncing Grinder. to be honest. I didn't realize that, that you were quote- quoting the episode, so... Yo, what's it called? Grindem? Grindem. Grindem. That sounds awful. Grindem. Why would Grindem? It sounds like you fucking sign into that app and then somebody shows up and murders you. Yeah, as we do. Uh, Jason, how many river punches would you give this? I don't know. This episode... I feel like there's a lot of, like, more teeny fucking shit in this episode than, like, really wild stuff. I okay. don't know. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, like, 35 river punches. Okay, okay. I give 2,500 million mm-hmm. river punches. Wow. I'm giving wow, 3,000. Like wow. 3,000? Okay. Okay. Yeah, there's some, there's some crazy stuff here. Um, do you guys want to know... What's going on in Katie Keene? No, but I think you're going to tell us anyway. <laughs> well, uh, don't worry. It's about as interesting as your high cue. Uh... Wow. You were crying before, like on the pre-show, about how you never got a poem from either of us. And we just gave you one. And you were shitting on it and shoving it into our faces. Yeah. yeah. I'm a bad person. I don't know if you knew. Uh, you know what? He's, just, he's so touched that he has to like cover it up by acting really tough about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling a real Brett Weston Wallace move. Uh, <laughs> super uncomfortable right now. Uh, but no, seriously, thank you guys for the haiku. Thank no, no, it's too late. Me. Fuck you. Um, okay, that was just like a, a vain attempt to try. Uh, okay. Jason, I'm going to so, write you a sonnet. Hey, I can't wait. Yeah, let's all write each other Shakespearean productions. Uh, so Katie Keene is, uh, for those of you who don't know, it's about some girl who designs fashion in New York City and lives happily the craziest plot line to ever happen in any Riverdale type show because one who can afford to live in uh, New York these days Two, no one who lives in New York is happy. Literally half of television is about this fact. <laughs> um, and uh, she, you know, she's designing dre- uh, dresses at this cool hip place called Lacey's. Not, not Macy's. Right, because Macy's isn't just a Thanksgiving parade; it's a thing, right? Like, it's it's a, a... yeah, it's a shop. Okay, okay. Yes, so it is. Yes, yes. It, so it is a parody. It's like a department, um, department store. store. Sorry, a department yes. store. Sorry to okay. belittle Macy's. No, you can belittle it all you want. Uh, and I and I will give this. Uh, Katie Keene uh, does have a great fashion sense, and she's kind of like a fun character. But like, 
So far in the actual show, there's like, it's not crazy enough for me yet. Like, it seems like a normal television show. So it's just kind of like weird. Uh, But the only reason we're going to be talking about it every week is I'm giving the Josie report. Because as we all know, Josie is from Riverdale and we never forget one of our own. Uh, And uh, so she shows up. uh, Basically, she moves in. She's now her new roommate with Katie Keene. They live in a... uh, really uh nice like three bedroom apartment but it's crammed with a whole bunch of people in it but like it's still more space than i think i have right now so uh if you can afford that new york you're probably a super villain uh anyway so (laughs) josie is just trying to get out of gig and trying to get into the music biz so uh she does what any person does as soon as they arrive in new york she plays music in central park or some park I don't know. She's in a park. She's playing music. I just assume all parks in New York are central parks. So she's like Sorry. a busker? Yeah, she's just she's busking like... for a while. So uh, all of a sudden, who comes by but a famous music producer? Um, I don't remember his name. He was boring. Uh, but he just kind of set up, and she was like, let's get you in front of my family, for I own a killer record business. And then they, like, briefly have, like, a talk about how crazy Riverdale is. Like, there's basically things of, like, oh, I come from a place where murders just happen willy-nilly. And this New York is really quite pedestrian in comparison. Uh, and then they kiss for a while. And they're like, mmm, smoochy, smoochy noises. Um, and then, uh, so she finally gets her big break to play play in front of this group uh and it turns out uh these music producers they're not into it it's only the one guy who brought her in that likes her the rest of his family not a fan so she's super embarrassed and sad and she leaves but it's okay because she sings a bitchin number at a drag bar to end the episode i feel like um that's really not the worst outcome of that like if uh, this is just you know, word of advice to anyone who's listening to this who happens to um, play music in, like, Central Park. If a dude comes up to you and is like, hey, I'm a recording uh, producer. Just come back to my apartment and we'll fucking make you rich. There's, like, a 3% chance you're living through that experience. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, no, that's fair. 97% chance this is Yeah, I've seen that Criminal Minds episode. (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah. every criminal minds episode actually. we've all seen that episode of the casting couch um so <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't going there but you know that's that's also a possibility uh but yeah so it seems like it's kind of just a normal show it's kind of nice it has good inclusiveness like there's like a, a, a good diverse cast everyone seems kind of happy and nice but no one's died yet so like I don't know, like, when is someone going to get murdered? Like, this is a show that's supposed to be, like, a Riverdale spinoff. Like, where's the... Yeah, but it's... uh, I was guessing it would be, like, the lighter, more, like, you know, I don't know, friendlier version of Riverdale. But it's New York! Yeah. And I just just assume New York is still like it was in the 70s. It clearly (laughs) hasn't changed at all. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that's a Katie Keene report. Uh, We will uh, have some more of those in the future. But I just thought I would share that one in particular because uh, it's mm-hmm. the very first episode. And guess what? Katie Keene herself appears in this Riverdale episode that we're about to talk about. So Super. let's get into it. 
okay, Veronica's plotline is pretty boring. She goes to New York to have an interview with another school, finds out her dad has a debilitating uh, muscle disease and is slowly deteriorating and may die, uh, and he's getting weaker. So she goes to New York, and she's really concerned, and she has a meeting with Katie Keene, and it's all like, ooh, happy, happy, happy. And then Katie Keene talks about her sick mom, and she's like, oh, no, mom is sick. And then Veronica's like, oh, my God, sickness is bad. I should be nice to my father so then she enrolls to the new college and she uses the name lodge and she's really looking forward to go to and at the end her dad smiles and she smiles and that's the end of veronica's plot line okay there's some other plot lines that happen in this episode archie does some shit <clears throat> and that's all that archie my does. notes and i actually have no idea what archie did in that episode i can't remember um, Arch- and I didn't write I anything remember. down. Oh, right. Archie I remember does so now. much in sorry, this episode. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I just saw that I have a note that just you're- says Blackwater with a bunch Obviously. of question marks. Obviously, you don't need to apologize. <laughs> it's not that good of a plot line. Basically, Frank is uh, revealed to have been part of Blackwater uh, when he was in the military, and uh, Blackwater is trying to clear house. They don't, but you know what he's talking about. Oh, you okay. know what it's talking about. Like, they're talking about like, yeah. an elite mercenary group, and yeah, 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 we yeah. had to do things that were pretty bad and fucked up, because I'm So they didn't Frank. even come up with a clever name? Like... No, Black River like, or, or uh, you know, they didn't go like, oh, Magenta Pond. I've been working for Magenta <laughs> oh, Pond. Oh, please, can we call it Magenta Pond? <laughs> I think that's, I like it, Magenta Pond. Okay, so he's in Magenta Pond. And, yeah, uh, so he's like Magenta fear Pond. the hearts of your enemies. And old, uh, old Stabby McStabberson, uh, a.k.a. his old war buddy, uh, tries to kill him. And then uh, it's lucky for them because Archie comes back and his Archie's like, whoa, good thing I forgot my, is it phone? Backpack? What did he forget? I forget. He has some line about like, oh, it's phone. Oh, good thing I forgot my phone or else you would have been killed by this elite agent. Why is an elite agent hunting you? I did things in war I'm not proud of, boy. It's bad. And he's like, well, what if we just tell the truth and everything will be a-okay? Because that's how you deal with evil government organizations. You just be honest. Definitely won't lead to you having a bullet in your head. Um, So they go to FP. And FP, just like, again, in his best Skeet Ulrich voice, like folds his hands, leans back, and just goes, So boy, you mean to tell me an elite government agency is trying to kill your dad's brother? I think we can deal with this. I'm not a stranger to your fat past coming back to haunt you, whether it be war buddies or when I was in a gang. I've even fought some of these guys. They're tough, but we can get them. And you're like, just like for a minute, you're just like flabbergasted and you're like staring at the TV and you're like, I just believed that performance. Skeet Ulrich is so cool. No, he is. I just wanted to like have like a little moment of silence for Skeet Ulrich's career because woof, um, uh, but yeah, he delivers a great performance. So they go to arrest uh, arrest these miscreants and put them in jail, but not before a bathroom brawl happens, where Archie is using the bathroom and then uh, the Blackwater guy shows up and is like, ah, I'm gonna... yeah, sorry, Magenta Pond guy shows up and is like, punch, punch, swing, swing, kachang. Bam, 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 bam. It's a little bit of strangling, Reloads. too. Yep, there's a little bit of strangling. Nice. Um, it's not that well choreographed. It's like, it's fine at best. Um, and then Kevin walks in, and Kevin's like, What the dickens is happening at this school? First, I had that weird date, got into tickle porn, and now there'd be people trying to kill each other in the bathrooms. What's the deal? 
Um, and then uh, he gets quickly punched out by, by the uh, Magenta Pond fella. And, um, poor Kevin. Yeah, poor Kevin. And uh, Archie's about to die. Like, you can see the uh, light leaving Archie's eyes. And for a brief moment, we're like, ooh, maybe this is it for Archie. Maybe this is where his entire plot line was going to culminate. Uh, obviously not. Uh, and he is saved by Frank. Frank saves him. They put that guy into jail. Um, can I just ask a question? How is it that two fully grown men were able to walk into a high school in America? Have you looked at the teenagers (laughs) in this show? What this show thinks a teenager is resembles a 50-year-old man. So they probably just don't know the difference. Mr. Honey's like, I'm terrible and I have a bad actor and my mom never loved me. (laughs) (laughs) This guy looks like every other kid who ever walked in this school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I am going to tag Kersmith when this episode drops. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You're meaner than I was when you guys read the heartfelt haiku. Um, That was a limerick. You bastard. (laughs) Jesus Christ (laughs) anyways and then Frank leaves again well they take they they needed 35 armed people to surround him at the boxing ring to take him down so oh it, yeah! It doesn't surprise me that he was like able to escape. Oh goodness gracious! I forgot that. Yeah, like I. Uh, anyways, yeah, they, they, they like they drew him out to the gym, saying that like Frank was like, "Come out to the gym. I'm not gonna tell anyone. Pinky swear. It'll just be you and me. It's totally cool. We can like have our man brawl." And then as soon as uh assassin guy came in, they just like they had him surrounded. Everyone was pointing his gun down at like the ring. It was pretty epic. Yeah, it was pretty epic. It was epic. epic, 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 epic. And he's like, uh, you pinky swore. <laughs> he you, was very upset. You motherfucker. Um, so then let's just talk about some other things that are happening. Uh, let's talk about... Dun, 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 dun. Fang's getting tickled. So Fang tells Tony about the tickling, which will be important in a later part of the episode, which I will now go on to describe. Uh, Jason, do you remember Nick St. Clair? Not in the slightest. Well, that's fair. Uh, Valeska, if I had said Nick St. Clair to you a week ago, would that have rung any bells? Um, my hands would have involuntarily drawn into fists. Because the <laughs> wow. body but that's remembers... Just... I, okay, Nick that's Saint fair. Claire but I almost assaulted our dear, dear Cheryl Blossom. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. It happened in what season two? That's season two shenanigans. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's some season two shenanigans because there was no wizards. Um, so that's how you know it wasn't season three. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so he shows up at the uh, bordello. Um, which is the Maple Club, which again, I don't know how all of a sudden like this place went from being closed for like months to all of a sudden, hey, I guess this is a new place for teenagers to get drunk at. But Nick St. Clair, it's so cool that Nick St. Clair hears about it in a different town. From his chum, he said. His chum told him. Yeah, from his Because he wanted to have a bash for his pals. Ain't my buddy pal. Ain't your pal, chum. Um, (laughs) I just want to punch him. You want to punch Chum? How rude. We don't even know who he is. <laughs> um, yeah, that's why I don't write old 
comedy, because I'm bad at it. Well, to be fair, most comedy that is old was bad. Just kidding, it's fine. It's a hot uh, take. Hot take! Uh, anyway, so he shows up to the place, and then Tony goes, Oh, what's gonna get you? Blah, blah, blah. And then Cheryl sees him and goes, Oh, my goodness! And has, like, a flashback and gets, like, really traumatic flashbacks. And they decide to show us the exact flashbacks. Um, and you're like, oh, I don't like to see this flashback. This was, this was sad. Um, so anyways, so then, um, you know, Madeline Petch does some extremely good acting in this episode uh, as she describes, like, her traumatic experience with Nick St. Clair in the past and talks about what she's going to do in the future, uh, you know, to, uh, you know, how she's going to get over the trauma. And Tony talks about how she has similar trauma. And they have, like, a really nice scene that, again, is really well acted. Mm-hmm. And, again, it's worth noting because this is Riverdale. There are five good performances in four seasons. So <laughs> got to give props mm-hmm. when they happen. And half of um, them were Cheryl. And, well, all of them were Cheryl, let's be honest. And no, once Archie had that uh, really good um, therapy scene. Oh, that's right. He did. He did. I don't remember it. <laughs> you were the one who was praising it. <laughs> uh the things i do for this podcast like forget things um so i thought you were gonna yeah, say like so, praising kj appa praising kj appa oh yeah didn't i want i was like please come on the show mr app please <laughs> please sir would you come on the show and talk to me uh anyway so ha- i heard how you talked about mr honey there's no fucking way i'm coming on that show <laughs> no he's like he's like oh man mr honey that discount muppet yeah i don't like it either <laughs> Every time he's like, well, I have no friends in real life or in the fiction of this universe. Mm-hmm. Mm, um, so if you had to get revenge for your girlfriend, using some clues I've given you, how do you think she gets revenge on Nick St. Clair? Tony does, not Cheryl. Cheryl stays out of this for obvious reasons. Hmm. You can pull in other characters. Hmm... This is like a and d match. Like, you can pull some more people in. Because that's how d works. He lobs his penis off with an axe. No, uh, there's no bobbiting happening in <laughs> bobbiting. this episode. Uh, no, she calls Fangs and Kevin, and they get Mr. St. Clair super drunk, and they form a tickle video with him what and then and then he um wakes up they show him the video and he's like and tony's like if you ever step foot in riverdale again i'll show your ass getting tickled to every single one of your chums pal um, (laughs) yeah what and he goes well i guess that's the end of my character i'll leave (laughs) what (laughs) and he leaves what and then uh cheryl tony fangs and kevin sorry they tickle him with literal feathers. Like they run little literal, literal feathers across his body while he giggles. Is he and then, tied up? Yes. yes. And then Kevin says, so Nick is what we in the tickle business would call a world-class squealer. The tickle business. He's made like three videos and already he's like an industry person. <laughs> he's... He's the tickling fucking captain of Riverdale. He's just getting people drunk and tying them up and tickling them. That is some nefarious shit. Kevin's taking a turn. Yeah, that's yeah. not that's that's not good. I mean, I he's still a, love him, but he's a tickle yeah. uh, yeah, say. On the other hand, 
Show everyone the fucking video. I don't give a rat's ass if you show people that I got tickled. Especially, like, tied up and drunk. I mean... Yeah. I feel like that reflects a little more badly on the ticklers. Right! 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 Yeah. This makes no sense. I mean, none of it's good, but this is Riverdale we're talking about, and this is Riverdale we have been talking about for months now. I mean, I feel like I should be happy because I did say that I wanted Tony and Kevin to have a plotline, and now they have this... Have Guess you get what? what you asked for. The writers are listening to you and then being like, <laughs> we will ruin Oh, so those day. are the only ones listening to this podcast? Well, yeah, the only people that listen to this writer, the, the show are the writers, and I feel really bad for Mr. Honey's dialogue in the next few episodes because it's going to get bad. Well, I mean, we do have at least one other listener, which we'll get to at the end since we have a mm. review to cover. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that was written by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, the showrunner <laughs> of the podcast. Uh, sorry the showrunner of the show not the podcast he does not secretly run this podcast we we are officially associated with riverdale (laughs) we're the official podcast (laughs) riverdale's official podcast at one point characters are listening to us in the show like they just like walk by and it's like playing on a jukebox we are paid by the cw in case you were wondering (laughs) God, don't say that. They'll somehow sue me. We're the employees um, of the CW. <laughs> Everything we say is officially CW. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Okay, so um, now let's go to the main the main uh, batch of this episode, which is the duel between <laughs> Brett, Weston Wallace, and good old Jughead. Now this is going to be a duel that has three components to it one is fencing there are two other components jason i want you to name what you think they may be one is a very stereotypical way to uh analyze how good you are at intelligence even though it's one fucking game and it has nothing to do with intelligence let's be real i wouldn't say it has nothing to do with it do you want to play me? No. I, what? You could win. <laughs> if Whoa. I don't respect the game and then you win the game, it's not going to change I'm that. that uh, so, Sorry. like, playing Trivial Pursuit or something? <laughs> yes, Valeska just challenged me to a game of Trivial Pursuit to the death. Uh, Wait, I didn't say I to will. the death. I mean, I meant it, but... <laughs> I, <laughs> um, it's chess. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Now, I, I, I take that back. So I you're mean, playing chess I, to the death? I guess. Well, they're just going to play chess and whoever wins. But the, um, I take that back. It's not. People use it as an analogy for war. And it's not a very mm-hmm. good analogy for war mm-hmm. because it's a game. But, um, Valeska, you well beat me, and that well proved your superiority. So don't worry about that. Oh, I'm not Come worried. February. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Well, <laughs> whew. Hot and then I'm assuming they just fucking sweet. shoot each other. No, they just punch each other. Well, that's actually, no, that's not really how it goes down. Do you want to talk about what actually happens in that fight? Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Jason, um, who do you think is better at punching, Jughead or Archie? Archie. Jughead knocks out Brett Weston Wallace with one punch. Get out of here! Yeah, Jughead like, knocks him out. Is... Like Jughead, on the there's no way he does it. Jughead has ever hit anybody his entire life. Is 
A bitch. There's no way. Let us remind you. Let us remind you. He did once cut a tattoo of a lady's arm. <laughs> yeah, but you do that with a knife. That doesn't make you. No, like... it doesn't make you anything but a sociopath. So we don't right. know what this guy does in his spare time. <laughs> uh, it's not good. Whatever it all, is. All Archie does is punch. Yeah, and it turns out. He's pretty bad at it. He That's punches why that often. He has to keep practicing so he can be better than Jughead, and he's not. Yeah. So There's it, no it just... way Jughead knocks out an invisible bear. Look, Jughead is like the one-punch man of this show. Anything oh. that he can take down in one punch, but that's why he uses his brain. Because, uh, as a quote will, uh, you know, invigorate, there's a little bit more to this debate than we might seem on the surface. Wow. <laughs> Edit point here, Andrew. <laughs> 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 Just kidding, here's the quote. I want to raise the stakes. When I win, you walk away from the Baxter Brothers contract. To what end? The restoration of the rightful natural order of the world. You lose, you slink away, and are never heard from again, just like your grandfather. And Mr. DuPont gives a contract to me. <sighs> You want to know what the one problem with that is? You're a terrible writer, Brad. So no, I'm not going to accept your terms. This is a duel about honor. And when you lose, it's going to be because I'm a better writer. I'm a better competitor. And I'm a better man. So can we get this started already? Wow, what a what a fascinating exchange! And Andrew, you know, you really did do a good job introing it. Uh, thanks, Andrew. <laughs> mm, you're quite right, Andrew. It was spectacular. Uh, so that anyone other than out... the two Andrews like to lead in? Uh, I was just gonna say that uh, that line reading comes from right before the chess match because Brett wins the fencing match, unfortunately, so they are tied at this point. I really fucking hate Jughead. Like, he's such a fucking narcissistic prick. Like, it's always <laughs> I mean, so about... Uh, um, well, yeah, but, you know, Jughead were forced to follow a lot more. You know what I mean? Mm. I have to fucking get in this prick's head all the time. And, oh, I'm such a good writer. I'm such a better writer than you. I mean, Fuck to be off. fair, did he did write The Boy okay. in the Lake, which is a masterpiece. Yeah, he did he did write The Boy in the Lake, which is apparently a masterpiece. But are we just going to go by the fact that um, – do you think he sounds like Donald Trump? You just sound like you would do it a Trump impression. <laughs> yes, also a stupid fucking narcissist. Yes. Not not much different. Ooh, damn, Cole Sprouse. You've been burnt. Hope you feel that on your <laughs> shiny hat and your nice yacht and your dazzling dancing shoes that we Get all em. know you wear. Get em. Yeah, you burnt. You burnt. Um, so no, seriously, fuck you, Cole Sprouse. Yeah. So as yeah. they're doing the chess match, um, they get a silent <laughs> alarm doing... on Brett Weston Wallace's watch to alert them to something. <gasps> what do you think's happening? What do you think? What do you think's happening? There's a plot line I haven't talked about yet. Mm. I think it's a good segue into the next plot line. 
I don't know. I'm dying to find out, though. Okay, well, we're gonna have to walk back a little last bit. I'm actually wondering. So they, so uh, Brett walks into the room and he sees Betty there. Betty turns and she's like, "I bet you're wondering how I got here." (laughs) And uh, that's when we have this flashback moment. And in the flashback, we then get this extremely interesting exchange. Um, And this actually happened chronologically in the show, and I'm just framing it differently in the podcast because it makes it more interesting. Uh, Because I do what I want, and Jason doesn't watch the show, and there's two listeners, so fuck it. Um, So (laughs) Betty uh, talks about um, so Betty is suspended from school, which uh, because of the trivia show shenanigans, uh, which leads to uh, her mom and her teaming up to do some journalism business. Now their journalism business is finding out who killed Mr. Chippings. Now uh, I would argue uh, it was himself because he jumped out of a fucking window. (laughs) We all saw it. Whatever. <laughs> but whatever, apparently it's a mystery. Um, so they go and interview Mr. Chipping's wife. Wife. My wife, Mr. Shipping, would say that if you were alive. Uh, <laughs> but he jumped dead. out a fucking window. He jumped out a window mm-hmm. on his own volition. Nobody hypnotized him to do so, although I'm sure that's going to be the reveal. Oh, um, Jesus. So he does the jump jump. And he dead dead, and then they go talk to his wife wife, and I become Jacob Tutu for some reason. <laughs> um, that is a reference for mm, five Canadians, and none of them listen. Um, but that's fine. Valeska, do you know Jacob Tutu? I do. I mean, oh, not personally. Well, I mean, thank God for that. Am I right? <laughs> that guy sucked. Uh, he was a real Mr. Honey. Anyways, uh, Mrs. Chip, Mrs. Chipping um, uh, is like, my husband would never have had an affair. He was an upstanding man, but he was troubled about this Baxter Brothers business. Naturally. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Of course, of course. So they go, hmm, very interesting. Let's do some more research. And then they go talk to Moose. And Moose is like, yeah, Brett was a total douchebag and he filmed us mid-coitus. Not him and Brett. So I had to, no, well. Well, no, he said it was. (laughs) No, not. It might have been. No, I think it would have been like the only person in the show that canonically was Donna, right? Because like Moose and Donna had Oh, that's true, that's true, that's true. So, like, conceivably, it's, like, a thing against Donna, but if Donna's part of the squill and squill, the skull and crossbow, the skull and quill. Oh, quill my skull. God, there's so, the quill and skull, there's so many stupid <laughs> names in Riverdale. I can't keep track. I'm losing my mind. Uh, society, I doubt you, he would have released the tapes, but I guess also Moose probably didn't know about the society because it's that secret. Anyway, so uh, this leaves Betty to being like, hmm, where could they be keeping these illicit materials? And then, so her and Alice break into the room and then start searching, and then they're like, hmm, where could this be? And then Brett comes in, he's like, I'm Brett, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't have the tapes here, blah, blah, blah. And then she's all like, blah, 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 blah. I will find the tapes, you motherfucker. Blah, 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 blah. And then Alice is like, tapes of you a drug hit? Heaven to sex? What? She's like, mom, calm down. (laughs) Yeah, she literally says, mom, calm down. We all know about you and FP having the great sex. So We all saw (laughs) that, too. It's fine. We did. We did see that. We did. It was taped, but in the more conventional sense. Um, so we continue the track record of uh, everybody in Riverdale having CRTVs and VCRs because they decide to break in to find out where the mysterious 
tapes would be of these coitus interactions. Um, so they immediately assume, hey, it must be where the quill and what is it called? The quill and squill? Yeah. Fuck. You could just call I it squill. It. I hate it. A squill. The squill. So they go to the secret headquarters of the Squill Society, which sets up the silent alarm for Brett. Brett comes down, and Brett's like, blah, 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 blah. The whole school comes not... down. Oh, yeah, the whole school comes down, and tur- including Mr. Turtleface himself. He's there, too. Uh... Mr. Turtleface. <laughs> like, that's all I know him by. He's got Turtleface. He goes, Turtle, Turtle. Um, and uh, he's not happy about any of this. But... Um, because of this, apparently all of the uh, videos are uh, are tapes of people giving confessions to the group, uh, and it was all taped consensually. Okay, mm-hmm. one they don't put in any tapes to find this out. BT Dubs, they don't put any tapes until afterwards. Like if you think you have found a bunch of illegal tapes of like underage shenanigans you call the cops in the cops go through the videos and you're good you don't just listen to el turtle teen turtle tino and uh the guy who is i don't know a douchebag right so like legitimately at least three quarters of these tapes are probably actual child pornography and probably in most of these people are going to prison for a very long time in the law of the show yeah i mean even though they're like 72 year olds (laughs) with a wigs on like it's still illegal because in the realm of the show they're teenagers right Um, but they don't check any of this but it's okay because uh they have to go back up and finish the match now and no one's really happy about this uh then jughead goes you know what screw this and just he just decides to lose the chess match on purpose. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he just does He just does what he does. Loses it on purpose. Well, he says he doesn't want to be, like, the best stone wall prep man. Because they're all assholes. So he chooses Betty. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is what he does. And then um, he just pieces. And Brett... Uh, has a hollow victory because he doesn't really win and doesn't really one-up the old Jugster. So. I mean, Jughead got Yale. What does yeah. he need Stonewall Jughead. for? Yeah, Jughead got Yale and is, like, super fine and nothing bad will happen because of it. Believe me, guys, nothing bad happens next week. It's I mean, all great. he won't get murdered. He won't get murdered. Not he probably won't all. get murdered. Well, we all, we, no one, I don't think anyone we know they're going to use the time travel stuff. We, we might get murdered, but I think they're going to use the time travel. What if they murder Mr. Stuff. Honey instead? I think we'll all just applaud, right? <laughs> I'm Mr. Honey. No one's crying at my funeral. And I'm still alive. I faked my death to get someone to say one nice thing about me. <laughs> Not even my parents showed up. And they're still alive. Um, sad. Sad. Slam book? Yeah, yeah. well, we should talk about the fact that Betty snuck one tape out, and it was of Donna telling a very similar story to the story she told Betty about her assault by Mr. Chipping. Identical, um, except they said Mr. Cotter? Yeah, they said Mr. Cotter, and I'm like, Mm-mm, we ain't gonna welcome him back. Um, and <laughs> 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 That joke was literally just for Jason. He loved it. <laughs> I'm no, pretty sure, I, like, own like no one on this world understands. Welcome back, Cotter. Like, because Jason. I am 67 <laughs> years old, so I watched Welcome Back, Cotter when it was on television. Still a teenager, 
in Riverdale <laughs> years. Um, but yeah, so they uh, watch the tape, and it's mysteriously similar. And instead of assuming maybe she was just spreading her trauma and she had just switched a different name because she couldn't quite be revealing the truth yet, uh, Betty just immediately assumes she's lying about everything. Pretty bad move on Betty's part. Pretty bad move mm-hmm. on Betty's part. At least in my opinion. Um, is it time for Space Jam, but Slam Jam book? Wait a minute. Slam book, not jam book. There's no jam. There's no jam. It's certainly not a slam jam. <laughs> Best name, Katie Keene. Worst name slash person, Nick St. Clair. Best montage was Veronica's New York shopping spree because I want those clothes. Uh, best return to form is a tie between Tony and Kevin, who both had storylines this episode, and I hope that that trend continues. Best dressed is Tony's sequin bordello mini dress. Worst dress is Frank Andrews because fuck him. And worst Riverdale name is Lacey's. Fair. Yeah. All solid. All solid. And I believe that brings us to the end of this exploration of Riverdale. Jason, can you throw me the next two episode titles just uh, so I aren't have you forgetting something the to be river mad about? Punches? Oh, yeah. Negative ten river punches. Really? No. Twelve. <laughs> Negative twelve Negative or 12? just twelve? <laughs> just twelve. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I'm going to give it 358 river punches. Hmm. Interessante. Interessante. Jason, what would you choose? I mean, I mean, uh, there's only one answer to this, and that's 69 river punches. Nice. Not nice. Disgusting. <laughs> prude. <laughs> Fucking prude. Um, <clears throat> next, you want the next two? Yes. We have please. up to episode 75. So do you only want the next two, or do you want to, You know what? Uh... You know what? Give them all to me. Give all <clears throat> to me that you got. Well, next episode, um, is The Eyes of March. Mm-hmm. 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 Classic. <laughs> Which, mm-hmm. Chapter 71. Um, you think The Eyes of March is referencing the actual Ides of March or the fucking movie with uh, see well Jughead said that Riverdale just got winter so (laughs) he's obviously not talking about real March (laughs) maybe maybe it's like a groundhog was like we're taking away March (laughs) well I mean isn't that when like Caesar was freaking stabbed Mm -hmm. right I don't know I know the assassination attempt or the Ryan Gosling movie yeah. yeah, um I'll be honest, I only knew it in terms of the Ryan Gosling movie, which I didn't see. <laughs> Holy shit. Um Um I mean <clears throat> I, all I know about Caesar is he got stabbed a bunch, but including by his best friend, and I was like, Right, so I guess goals. like Archie's gonna be the one that kills him, maybe? Is that what they're thinking? Anyways. Um Have he and Archie or... even talked in the last like season? No, I don't know. I don't uh, know. it's all the sexual tension. They can't share scenes anymore. It's like the rock <laughs> and Vin Diesel. Um, in the Fast and Furious movies, uh, uh, Archie and Jughead can't really. Uh, it's too you know, explosive. It's too explosive. I get they it. will make out. And then, um, <clears throat> episode seventy-one is titled "How to Get Away with Murder," referencing a show that's still on, mm-hmm. which I don't understand. Um, 
72 to die for is it referencing <gasps> oh i love that movie the film it is what is that oh, what is so that movie good. what is this movie? Um, never... i'll show it to you when you visit it's a very good movie it's amazing um you'll really love that movie um i won't now because oh, well. we do yeah how what fucking fuck? how fucking <laughs> dare you how dare you um, is I think To Die For is it's a Nicole Kidman movie. I think it's a Gus Van Sant movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, old Gussie. Um, Gussie V. Gus Gus the Gus Gus. Ch- chapter seventy three, the locked room. What? Mm-hmm. Is it what a is, jail is that cell? Because a... somebody is getting arrested for the murder. I don't know. Oh, I've seen this. I've seen this poster of To Die For. Of this saucy-looking Nicole Kidman, but I've not seen the movie. I've just seen the I wasn't aware of The Locked Room, but um, it is a... Um, it is a Swedish mystery novel. Are you, are you sure they're not referencing the 2014 TV movie from... Uh, it looks like Korea? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's based on uh, this... How many? Novel. That sounds about right. But how many episodes do you think it will be before we get a parasite reference? <laughs> that's episode. That's episode seventy-six. Um, seventy-four. Wicked little town. I'm not sure what that's referencing. Oh, that's going to be the uh, musical episode. That's Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Oh, okay, okay. Episode seventy-five. Which I don't think Riverdale is, is queer enough to pull off, but we'll no, see. No, that's. Episode 75 is just titled Lynchian. Huh. Wait, so, okay, so lynching? Lynchian. No, Lynchian, like David Lynch. No, 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 I have to go back in time and stop this. (laughs) No, what we have to do is talk about uh, our five-star review. Yeah, are we ready for this? I guess so, I guess so. So, um, if you guys... Um, want to go on iTunes and leave us a review? I will be forced to read it on the air. Um, anything you write, I'll write. I'll read anything. So if you put it on there, I will read it. Um, uh, <clears throat> for legal purposes, that does not mean anything. Anything. It just means anything. But I will Continue. read anything. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> since the dawn of comics. It doesn't have to be a five-star review either. You leave us one star, I'm, uh, I'll read that too. Was this five-star? <laughs> Since the dawn... What's that? Was this one five-star? Um, I don't know. I'll get back to you on that. Okay. Of course it was. It was a five-star review. Nice. Since the dawn of comics, one property has captivated people that have grown out of Garfield. Wait a minute. You never grow out of Garfield. dare you? <laughs> Look, that comic is Archie. I do, what I, if... I, go go I, ahead, please. Sorry, I just need to briefly pause uh if garfield had not been so well traveled and has so many good interesting writers and voices in there i would try to make the definitive garfield podcast so anyways Mm. i think you should still do that what if i were to tell you there was a tv show about those comics that barely features archie what if i told you that archie fucks now and what if i told you that this is the 26th podcast about this subject again how fucking dare you (laughs) All right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm really uh, feeling the shade from this. Um, wow. <laughs> I love this show. Thank you very much. 
I guess 26 is the charm, motherfucker. <laughs> the host is extremely insightful when he explains the art of Archie's punch punching. The other host has not ever watched the show, as far as I can tell. I've made it very clear I've never watched the show, and I will never watch the show. <laughs> like, as so far I don't know as you why. Like, every episode you go, I watched it. No, I didn't watch it. <laughs> you talking to Grammy? No, I'm talking about Archie, which I don't watch. Like, the guest hosts, hosts seem to know more than the regular hosts. <laughs> and one of them has an intoxicating voice that most people should complain about. <laughs> that is quite a sentence. I'm assuming they're talking about Danny. As someone with absolutely no legal training, I thought their handling of the Glamberger-Fabergé egg debate completely ignored that there are only 46 Fabergé eggs left in existence, and that they were built to the specifications of Peter Carl Fabergé between 1885 and 1917, and making false Fabergé eggs would be fraudulent. Thank you for that clarification. Was that the end of the review? no. Thank you. Overall, not enough Cheryl, for my taste. But most of what I want in a Riverdale podcast, i.e. nonsense. So thank you very much for that. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for saying I have an intoxicating voice. I appreciate that. He clearly wasn't talking about you. He said a guest host. <laughs> I think that, so uh, my opinion is that somebody who guessed it at one point, obviously. It had to be someone who guessed at one point because I think they're talking about themselves. Is my only assumption, either that or Valeska lock your doors, you have a stalker. Yeah, I think there's a seventy five percent chance this person's hiding underneath your window right now. Um, can one of you I walk you. me to my car from the studio the- after we finish recording? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, because we have from enough. CW money. studio? <laughs> God damn. Yeah, we all guys, we're all in Vancouver right now, live on set. Uh you guys can't see it, but the actor who plays Mr. Honey is giving me a uh, mean mugging. Uh it's almost like he's not too happy with some of the stuff we said. Uh it's okay, because it's the only thing they play in all their trailers. Uh they blasted an obnoxious sound rate, so we are pretty much their talk radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was a thing. That was Where can thing. we find you? <laughs> Mr. Honey's trying to record his fucking lines and Andrew's just fucking mocking him in the studio behind him. <laughs> I'm a terrible actor. My mom hates me. My life is sad and devoid of happiness. I once had a cat and the cat didn't even like me. Every time a dog sees me, it pees on my leg. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Oh, that well. is... Um... That is something. So, Jason, where can we find more of you on the internet? Presuming anyone listens to this far into the episode and would want to. Um, you can... Mr. Honey just has a Christian Bale moment on set. He just starts fucking yelling. <laughs> at um, <clears throat> you could <laughs> you could follow me on Twitter. Bad attitude for you. Um, I write for Bloody Good Horror. Um, just, just had a little uh, interview with the uh, director of The Boy and The Boy 2 that just went out, so... Uh, how was the how'd the interview go was he nice or was he a dick no he's a he's he's a sweetheart he's a good guy come on you're you can give us the dish like no no legit legit he was really cool Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah we'll find out more about him in episode three i'm sure (laughs) of katie (laughs) keen i don't know why because that's the only thing conceivably episode episode 76 of riverdale the boy (laughs) the boy the boy did you did you ask him about how he felt about the riverdale imagery no, I asked nothing about Riverdale. 
But my uh, Twitter handle right now says Riverdale Superfan, and when I retweeted him, I'm sure he'll have questions. Oh my god. <laughs> That'll be interesting. Valeska, where upon this world wide web may we findeth your material? You know what? I'm going to prove that I'm not afraid of having a stalker, and I'm going to release my Twitter handle right now, and it's at BitchcraftTO. Follow or don't. Mm, nice. Whoosh, I really thought you were going to release your address, and I was like, I gotta edit that out. Can't can't send that. This is my social security number. No, I would just give out, like, a fake postal code, like, when you gave Jason's, and it was, like, one digit too long. Wow. You throwing shade at me for my fake postal codes on air? That's fine. <laughs> That's fair. I feel the love. Uh, I'm oh, sorry, always, should I get that in limerick me. form so you can ignore it? Oh, uh, damn, sure. so much shade. <laughs> Uh, let's let's see if I can do shit. a limerick right now. There once was a man named Andrew. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye.